One of the best ways to open up your third eye after you do a passive regression. Uh, you become way more psychic and intuitive and your dreams become more vivid and it's just amazing. Welcome to Real Souls, Real Spirituality, Real Connection. A podcast about real day-to-day spirituality and navigating our spiritual human experience. This is a podcast for people keeping it real and anyone with a soul. (laughs) (laughs) Our hope for this podcast is to engage in raw, authentic conversations about what it means to be a spiritual being. We are going to have so much fun exploring some deep topics and create a dialogue about spirituality. We would like you, the listener, to feel connected to your spirituality and as part of a soul community. We are never alone in this journey as we are all souls. So let us get real. Hey, welcome everyone. It's so good to be with you guys again this week. Today we have a fun, fun episode. It's actually going to be about hypnotherapy and past life regressions. And we have Gabby and Victoria here today with us. And what's really neat is that Gabby is a clinical hypnotherapist. So we're going to ask her a few questions regarding that, just so you kind of know what hypnotherapy is and what past life regression is. So Gabby, what is a past life regression first off? Yeah, hi. Okay, so past life regressions is when you remember moments of your past lives or where you were in other lives. And we do it through hypnotherapy. First, maybe let's start with what hypnotherapy is. Okay. And it's a state of mind that it's kind of like the dream state where it's easy to access memories from the subconscious mind. And it's easy to make changes in our brain also. So mostly people use hypnotherapy for things like to stop smoking or weight loss or health issues, things like that. But with a past life regression, we focus the session on going back in time to where you were in another life, in another body, someplace else, and bring those memories up to your front of the mind so that it's easy for you to remember them. So that's what we do with past life regressions. That's awesome. It's very fascinating and, and fun to do. So let's ask Victoria. Victoria, have you ever had a past life regression? And if you have, would you mind sharing what your experience was? Yeah, so I've actually done several with Gabby. And the experience, it changed over time. But I think the first one, and, and this might be closer to what a lot of people would experience, is that it was very much past life. And we went back to a time where I was involved in an accident, a death falling down the stairs, which was really interesting. I had this kind of weird, not a phobia of stairs, but I've always gotten this weird feeling on on certain types of staircases. And so we went back and figured out kind of what that was about. Those were more of the like traditional past life regression. That was really early on. And then along the way, they changed. Mm -hmm. And I stopped going back into past lives, at least here you know, on earth and started experiencing more channeling and information coming through in that way. And it wasn't so much about where am I? What am I doing? Who am I? What's happening to me? Who's my family? You know, the physical aspects of the past life and more just what needs to come through. That's really how they are now is it's, there's a lot of information that comes through and some of the, I guess the beings or the 
the givers of the information have become very familiar with Gabby. <laughs> they like to have conversations with her and just cut me out, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but. Yeah. So your past life regressions have evolved into more of a higher self type of regression and the channeling regressions. And that's that's fascinating. And yeah, I remember early on, it was more like normal past lives and then it switched something in you. And then you became more of a channeler. So that's really cool. But I want to talk a little bit about to explain to people and the difference maybe between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Because with hypnotherapy, we go into the subconscious mind. And that's where we keep everything that we have ever experienced. Sometimes consciously, we don't remember things that happen to us or we don't know why we do the things that we do. In our subconscious mind, we have all the knowledge and the wisdom that we can ever think of having. It's all in there. And the best way to reach that place in our brain is through hypnotherapy. But we also have something called the superconscious mind. And that's even deeper than, than the subconscious mind. And that would be our soul. So with past life regressions, we're really going past the subconscious and more into the superconscious mind. And some people during a regression, they kind of become the people that they were in other lives. They talk differently. They have a different energy about them because everything that's right there is stored in that subconscious and superconscious mind. Yeah, so it's very pretty fun things to do. And I also wanted to mention that we call them past lives, but they're actually all happening right now. There's no such thing as time or space outside of this planet. So just imagine that all your lives are happening at this moment and you're just tapping into that parallel life and remembering moments from that life that are actually happening now. So we're not really remembering. We're just tapping into those lives. That's a great explanation, Gabby. Thank you. I didn't even think about, how did you say it? The super? The super conscious. Super yeah. conscious mind. I mm -hmm. didn't even know about that. So that was an awesome explanation. I have a question for you, though. I had a past life regression with you many, many years ago, and I don't remember much about it. But the thing I do remember is I kept thinking, am I making this up in my mind? Like all the stuff that was coming through, I'm like, is this just me in my head? Am I making this up? Like, What's going on? Is this for real? Can you kind of tell our listeners a little bit of how that works or that kind of thing? For people listening, if you've ever done a meditation and had a spiritual experience through a meditation that you cannot explain after the meditation's done, right? And you're like, that just happened to me? Is that what I saw? Is that what I felt? In the moments where you're under meditation or a hypnosis, everything that you're experiencing is completely real. It's that you're just in a, kind of like in another dimension of yourself, you know, where there's no constriction of our bodies. But then when we wake up from a meditation or, or a past life regression, we're like, what happened? I don't know how to explain it with human words or with this body. And um, the interesting thing is that everyone knows after a regression if it was real or not, because you cannot make up the emotions and the energy that comes with whatever you're remembering. Mm. And interestingly enough, even scientists don't know where imagination ends and reality begins. So like there's no way to know what's imagination and what's reality. So really there's no point in us to even ask that question because there's not a difference between imagination and reality. Wow, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that. That's really But that's a very common question that, that people ask if it's how do we know? And I would say go with your feelings. You'll know. 
Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. One thing I wanted to add oh, first okay. on that one. I still remember my past life regressions and they're like memories. I can tell they're in the same part of my brain, my recollection as memories from my current mm -hmm. life versus things that I imagined or a story that I told a small child. I don't remember that stuff. And it's like, you know, they say, don't lie because you, your brain can't remember the stuff you imagine and make up nearly as well as it remembers the actual memories that you have. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so even after all the regressions that I've had, sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is real. Because I still remember most of them, unless I didn't remember them at all to begin with, because I was, you know, that, that deep in. And it but, feels like you said, it's just like a regular memory from your childhood. Yeah. Like you want to be able to tell that that was a past life because it feels that close mm -hmm. to you once you bring it into your awareness. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and you mentioned like you don't imagine the emotions and, and, and those things are attached to it. Like I have memory of the emotions that I felt in mm -hmm. those regressions and you don't do that when you're mm -hmm. making up a story. Or, oh, okay. That brings up a question. And so is it similar to like if you've had a dream that you kind of forgotten and then when you revisit a past life or whatever, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know how sometimes that happens mm -hmm. when you have a dream and you forget about it and then later on in the some, same day, something will spark that, that memory mm -hmm. and then you're like, I forgot I dreamt about that. Because you have the feelings in the dream. Yeah. And those feelings come back. Yeah. It's kind of like so that. So it's kind of like that. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Gabby, I have a question for you. I am sure there are people who want to know if you've never been able to regress someone. They're probably concerned that if they go have this done themselves, that it may not work on them. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to our listeners who might have that concern? So all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. That's the first thing I want to say. Anyone that wants to be hypnotized to remember something of your childhood or in a past life, you can do it if you want to. I cannot force anybody to do it. You know, as long as you want to, you can do this. It's very easy, actually. I think the number one thing is to trust the person that you're doing it with and then let yourself be guided. Sometimes you might need a little bit of training and meditation or in trusting yourself to be able to not block it. But 99% of people can do it. I think I had only two people in nine years that were not able to do it. One of the guys, we rescheduled it and he came back. And when he came back, he was great. He did great. Oh, wow. I think he was too afraid. It wasn't the right day to do it. Mm. The other guy didn't even believe in it. He was like, my wife sent me and <laughs> this is kind of stupid. So here you go. I'm good. I'll tell her I came, you know. I'll check so, that box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are the only two times that I haven't been able to to do it with somebody. That sounds similar to Reiki. I kind of have an experience like that too, where a wife sent her husband to me and the Reiki just would not flow. He was blocking it. So yeah. it always seems like when the wives send their husbands in, or even if the husband sends their wife in, it just is a little bit different. It doesn't quite flow the same way. So... And That's I always fine. tell people to not compare your experiences with others' experiences because we're going to see the past lives in different ways. You can be very visual or you can just get downloads of information and have hear things. It doesn't have to be visual all the time. So sometimes people are like, well, I'm not I'm not seeing anything. And they block themselves. Right. And it's like, keep going. Well, tell me what you're feeling. You know, what are you feeling in your body? What are you aware of around you? And once I start answering those questions, and, and then it becomes more and more visual and easier to do. So it is all about trusting yourself and trusting the practitioner that you're doing it with. One 
thing that you mentioned that I kind of wanted to to build on is, and you said it too with the Reiki, that if you have somebody come in and they're just not, they don't want to be there, they're checking a box with their spouse or their brother or sister or whomever, it's a two-person thing. It's not something that you have done to you. You don't just lay there on the table. And I mean, at a soul level, at the very least, there's a dance that's going on. And I think that's what's really important for people to understand. And when you say it's really self-hypnosis, it's like guided Mm self-hypnosis. And I think that's really beautiful to think about that it's not something that's happening to you. I think our traditional view Mm -hmm. of hypnosis in the world is the, you know, the guy on the stage with the watch and just (laughs) hypnotizing people to make chicken sounds and act like idiots. And that's not, that's not what's going on with this at all. Mm -hmm. You're actually very aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. You're not out of control. Yeah. You, know, you could get up any moment and go to the bathroom. So it's very, it's very easy. It's just a heightened state of awareness and relaxation that allows you to go deeper in your mind. It's very free. I always feel very free once we kind of drop in to the regression. It's almost like, okay, my physical body is very happy. They're laying on the table. Let's go explore. Like, where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do today? So it's a very, it is very freeing. And also your subconscious mind will never show you anything that you cannot deal with. Oh, good. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, it will block it and it won't go there because the number one job of our subconscious is to protect us. Mm-hmm. That's why it blocks memories and it blocks things. And so that's something to not worry about because if you're not ready for it, if it's not going to help you in this life, you won't see it. And there's so many lives that we most of us have that there's plenty to choose from. Mm. And it's going to go to the ones that are going to help you the most right now. Wow, that's an interesting explanation because I remember when I had it done with somebody else, kind of, it was part hypnotherapy, part meditation. It was a horrible past life that I went to. And then when I came back to the present moment, I'm like, I can't believe I was that kind of person. It was really hard to reconcile the past with mm-hmm. the present. So if that happens to anybody that gets hypnotherapy, Gabby, how would you say would be a good way for them to integrate those two without feeling those kinds of feelings? Or do we need to feel those feelings? What would you say? Yes. Yeah, so that reminds me of a session I had once where this person was actually one of Hitler's helpers with the Nazis. Mm. And that was horrible for him to see this and to know the type of person he was in his previous life to this one. And I think it's actually beautiful to be able to see that, to see the contrast, because in this life, he's an amazing person. And it's all about growth for our soul. It doesn't matter really what we're doing or not doing because our soul is not judging anything. It just wants to experience. It just wants to grow. And we need that contrast. So a lot of times, if you were a horrible person in a past life, you also have other past lives where you were an amazing person. Mm -hmm. Because we go from from side to side to experience and balance karma and balance our energy. So there's nothing to worry about if you were a horrible person. Most of us probably were horrible people at other times. Just because that's how we learn a lot about ourselves too. Right. It's that growth that you were talking Mm -hmm. about that we can look at the present moment and say, hey, look where I am now and where I used to be. I know that I'm growing in my spiritual progression. So, And we have done it all in in other lives. We've been all kinds of people, poor, rich, famous, not famous, mean, nice, everything in between, all races or colors, all planets, everything. So, Well, I think it also... 
kind of points out that while we all reincarnate in this karmic cycle, which is for us as individual souls, we're also instruments for the learning of others. And so some of those lives may reflect the fact that we helped another person in their own karmic cycle Mm -hmm. or the world in its karmic cycle. Mm -hmm. It seems very personal, but it's also so integrated Mm -hmm. with each other and with the broader story. What I've learned doing this is that we all always reincarnate with the same soul group, but we're always playing different roles. All right. So I have another question and this one's for Gabby. You've probably sparked the interest of some of our listeners in wondering if hypnotherapy is right for them and if they can find a practitioner, what to look for in a practitioner, because I imagine it's similar to any kind of spiritual thing like Reiki, or if you want to learn Reiki, it's who you're being guided to. But I know it's not as easy as that. Sometimes you want to look into, you know, the education the person has, that kind of thing. So can you explain that a little bit to the listeners in case they are wanting to have this done, what to look for? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's important to look for somebody that has the right education for it. And someone that you resonate with and that you feel safe with. Absolutely. It's very, very important that they know what they're doing. Because there has been times where seeing a past life can create some sort of trauma for you for a while. And you need somebody that knows how to help you with that after. Like the integration of the past lives that you've seen. Right? And I would say that's how it is with any of this type of spiritual work that we do. We need to go with people that know what they're doing. And that at least you connect with and feel safe. So because it's like, like Victoria was saying, we're like a team when this is when we're doing anything like this. We're working together soul to soul. So, um, yeah, somebody that definitely went to school to learn to be a hypnotherapist and also that specialized in past life regressions, because not all hypnotherapists do past life regressions. Gotcha. That's um, something more specialized to do. Part of this dance that we do that the practitioner is so important in because you can't have an idea of how it's going to go. You, When you ask the questions to help me go to where I need to go, you can't then decide, well, that's not where I want Victoria to go. I want her to go over here, unless you and I have talked about it ahead of time and I've given you my intention and you're trying to get me to where I wanted to go. But that's really important and I think that's hard for a lot of people to do. And so finding a practitioner that is really just there to guide somebody on their journey, but knows when to be hands off and knows Mm -hmm. how to not steer the car, Mm -hmm. I think is really important. And having that trust, I know that for me and doing multiple sessions, and you and I are friends anyway, so that trust is always building. But there were sessions where driving in my car coming down here early on, I was like, I want to go deeper. And I just have to trust to do that. But if I didn't trust you, I I wouldn't have gone any deeper because you're going into a space that is so vulnerable on every different level. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you are looking for a practitioner and you go and meet somebody, I would talk to them first. And if you don't feel like you can trust this person, do not use them. And they may be a great person, Mm -hmm. but the style or the energetic mix just may not be right. Something will tell you that it doesn't feel right. Yeah. So you have to think that with hypnotherapy, you're in a very vulnerable state of mind. You're in a delta brain wave, which is kind of like you're sleeping. So any suggestion that the hypnotherapy gives you in that moment, it can kind of like in a way control your mind Mm. and change things. So you need to be with somebody that's not putting anything in your mind when you're doing a regression. There's some 
some people that I've heard of that they will give say things to you like, oh, that's what you're seeing, right? You're seeing uh, this thing and you're seeing this thing. And of course, if you're in that state of mind, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, maybe I guess that's what I'm seeing. And that's the last thing you need to do in a hypnotherapy session. You know, so it has to be somebody that's very trained to not put any suggestions in your mind at that time. Wow, because you're right. That is a vulnerable state. And it reminds me of therapy. A good mental health therapist will never put those thoughts in your mind either when you're in that vulnerable state. So listeners mm-hmm. can kind of think of it that way. Any other experience they might have in their life where you have to trust that person mm-hmm. or you're not going to open up. Because for regular hypnotherapy, if we're working on addictions or to stop smoking, something like that, our job is to put suggestions in your mind to stop smoking. Oh. That's the whole hypnotherapy. Oh, right? The person's great... not talking to me. They're in a state of uh, in between sleep and awake, in a dream state, and I'm just talking to them to stop smoking. Oh. Right? But with hypnotherapy for past lives or for inner child regressions, I can't give any suggestions. So it's a different training altogether, mm-hmm. which I think we should underscore for listeners that yes, a general hypnotherapist is not necessarily the right choice. Somebody who's trained life. to mm-hmm. ask the questions and not give the suggestions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. awesome. I want to ask you a question that you mentioned earlier about make sure they have the right education. So when they're interviewing their potential hypnotherapy practitioner, what would that look like? Would they ask specifically, what school did you go to? Did you physically attend? Because this is hard for me to say, but there are hypnotherapy classes on Udemy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and people take those and then call themselves a hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. So what would listeners want to ask to make sure that they're getting, you know, accredited hypnotherapy? Yeah, probably like where did I go to school? Was it in person? Was it? It can be online. But it needs to be longer than I watch a video for two hours and then I'm right. certified, right? It needs to be a, a few months of training. I've known of some hypnotherapists that have taken a weekend course and they're really good mm. because it's like their gift. They're oh. really good at it because they kind of were born with that gift. Um, so it just depends. Mm. But just make sure it's somebody that is educated and knows what they're doing. So it just all boils down mm-hmm. to that. Okay. I would say like the best type of hypnotherapy person to go for past lives would be some Somebody that's trained by Dolores Cannon in mm. quantum hypnotherapy, quantum higher self-hypnosis, or I don't remember the exact, it's Q-H-H-T. Mm. They're probably like the best because their whole hypnotherapy program is about past life regressions mm. and in between lives. And if it's not them, because there's not a lot of them out there, it has to be somebody that's been doing it for years and knows what they're doing. Very experienced. It's, it's very important, even if they're not trained by Dolores Cannon. So they could just Google Dolores Cannon and maybe come up with what they're looking for if they're looking for that. Yes, for a, okay. a, a person that it's trained by their school or somebody that's trained and it's been doing it for a long time. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. That's excellent. Thank now, you. I also know of people that do past life regression meditations. And they're not trained in anything Mm -hmm. like that. But those work great, too. If you are somebody that's really open to meditation and you're good at it, you can go to one of those practitioners and have a beautiful experience with a past life with them. 
but it's not going to be a hypnosis experience. It's a meditation past life. Oh, so would that be the same as, I know there are a lot of hypnotherapy videos on YouTube where it's like mm-hmm. a self-hypnosis thing. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's the same thing where it's more of an, a meditation and mm-hmm. not really one that you would experience in person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do a past life regression on YouTube easily. It's just that it's not going to be as deep for you. You're probably going to see maybe one image and get stuck in that. And that's okay too. It's a really good way of training yourself to then go do a professional oh, to do it in person. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. But the practitioners that are doing meditations for past lives, it's really good to they're very gifted and they can help you so much. It's about you feeling safe with them. Mm-hmm. That's number one thing. I think yeah. referrals are great. If you know somebody who's done it or and just talking to, you know, if you have access to those people and just asking them. You know, how was it? What was your practitioner? What did you like? Is there any any red flag? I think that would be such a great resource for listeners too, in yeah. addition to checking up on the credentials and, and how long somebody's been yes. doing it. Yeah, so really trust your intuition is what it boils down to, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating, you guys. Like me and Victoria have had a lot of fun in her regressions. But in past lives, you can be another gender, you can be an animal, you can be a tree. You can be part of nature. You can be a hill. Victoria has a past life where she was just a hill overlooking the ocean. I'm um, sorry. That's yeah, funny for it's some just, reason. You can be anything because we're not limited. Consciousness is not limited to just the human body. And also, it's very, very popular to be in another planet. Mm. That's happening more and more. I actually specialize in bringing in people that are called star seeds and they come from other planets and that's where they go. And that's so fun to do because we're not also limited to only this earth. That would be very boring. Right. It would be. It would be. We can all only be Cleopatra so many times. Yes. So yes. we got to branch out to some other places. Yeah. So anything that you, that you feel like you are or anything that's weird during your past life, just go with it because it's, I've heard it all. It's all fun and it all means something to you. The first couple times, my conscious brain was like, you must sound crazy. You must sound... <laughs> but letting go of that finally was, I think, for me, what opened up the doors. And then it was like, it was no holds barred after that. And we've gone to some crazy different places. And yeah, it was a hill. There were beings living inside. There was a door and everything. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool. And it was a really interesting... A lot of people are regressing to Lemuria or Atlantis. That's something that we can talk on another episode because it's fascinating Mm -hmm. times in history. And it's just we're getting more and more of those downloads because once you can go and remember those lives in Lemuria, Atlantis or any other planets, we bring in so much information and, and energy with those regressions that the planet needs. So if you're someone that is interested in that stuff, a past life will open you up so much to get those downloads and those information from other places and ancient cultures. So you mentioned that being one reason why somebody would do a past life regression. What are some of the other reasons that you have clients come to you? Why would a listener want to do a past life regression if they're not already interested in it? What can it help them with? What can it do for them? Uh, some of the reasons are health issues that don't seem to go away. Uh, it usually has that root cause in a past life. Uh, also relationship issues. Uh, trying to understand relationship with others. Just knowing what was the dynamic in another life with that person is so freeing and liberating. Uh, some people do it for phobias or fears that they have that they're like, that makes no sense. Like what you were saying with the stairs or fear of drowning, things like that. And then you're like, oh, that's where it's coming from. 
Other people just didn't do it because of curiosity, because they have had a dream before where they're like, it was me, but I had a different body. And and they remember things like that. And they just want to know more. Or that they've been to, they've gone to places in the world that they feel so familiar to. And they're like, I've been here before, but I never have. But they know the place really well. So things like that are the reasons. Well, and one of the things you said in there, and it's the reason that I that I did the past life regression to begin with, I'd had these couple dreams over and over, and they were really memories. And I knew they were from past lives. And I thought, well, I want to explore that. And I was very curious. Mm-hmm. And I would say to our listeners, if you have another reason, you have a phobia, that's great, but it's also really okay. And it's kind of fun to just be curious. And I think sometimes in the spiritual world right now, it gets really serious and people find their spirituality through some very serious and very hard roads. But that doesn't have to be the case. You don't have to be working through something serious to just want to know who you are as a spiritual creature. And I think a past life regression can open up a lot of, it can see a lot of questions that then as you try and answer those questions, you're doing your own, you know, spiritual exploration. And I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It opened up so many doors for me personally. And, and I think that's oh, it's one of the best ways to open up your third eye. So you do a past life regression. Uh, you become way more psychic and intuitive and your dreams become more vivid. And it's just amazing. That's awesome. Wow. I can't believe we're out of time. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we close? Yeah. Something that you mentioned, like Cleopatra, right? Why so many people um, have past lives. Yes, they answer remember. why so many people have been Cleopatra, please. Right? Yeah, I want to know that <laughs> Gabby too. has a good answer for okay. this one. <laughs> yeah, because that happens all the time where people like are someone that somebody else is too, you know, and it's, I think that comes from we're all one. So all of our past lives are everybody's past lives. So that's very mm. important to understand, but a very deep concept too. Yeah, that is very deep. <laughs> yes. It makes my brain go, woo. <laughs> yes. So there's a couple of reasons. One is that because we're all one, we can remember being Cleopatra because we have we were all Cleopatra at one time. And the other reason would be because we have imprints of Cleopatra's life. And an imprint is a little bit different than a past life. An imprint is kind of like reading a book. There's times where you're like, I want to learn that lesson that this person learned. And I'm going to read that book at a soul level. And then I'm going to have the imprint of that life of that person. Wow. So then when we're doing this, you'll remember the life of Cleopatra thinking that you were Cleopatra, but you were actually not. You just read her book, you know, at a soul level. Yeah. And then you'll remember in her life because we needed her story for whatever we're doing in this life. Wow. Those are the two reasons. One is that we can tap into everyone's past lives because we're all one. And the other one is that we read their book. That's absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. My gosh, my head is spinning. I've learned so much today. I mean, I've only, like I said earlier, had one or one and a half sessions, if the other (laughs) one could be counted as one. And I didn't know a whole lot about it. And you would think I would because my best friend is a hypnotherapist, right? A clinical hypnotherapist, I should say. There is a difference. And I just didn't think that there would be much for me to know, but I have learned so much. And I want to thank both of you ladies for your stories, for sharing your experiences and Gabby sharing your expertise, because I think this has been very helpful for our listeners to hear all this, to maybe dispel some of the fears they may have in having a hypnotherapy session. So yeah, it's fascinating work and so fun to do too. So I encourage you all to, to try it if you feel guided to. And yeah, we also, we have a a retreat coming up 
Victoria and I. It's going to be called Star Seed Retreat. It's a mystery school retreat in Mount Shasta. And we're going to be doing a lot of past life regressions to Mm -hmm. other planets. So if you're somebody that you're interested in that kind of stuff, you will love it because you'll be able to see where you come from, your origin of your planet that you resonate more with and stuff. So that's going to be really fun to do in person in Mount Shasta. Yeah. What's the website they would go to in order to learn more about that, Gabby? It's Souls Journeys retreats.com we have a link on our podcast website to go there yeah it's gonna be so fun yeah. we're gonna do a ton of like light language and just a lot of stuff with star seeds and other planets in an amazing place for that oh yeah Mount Mount Shasta. Shasta. i hear yeah, it's amazing so. there. i've never been but i hear it's amazing it'll be so. good and i learn a lot about oh, lemuria exciting. and atlantis and just do a lot of meditations to call other beings so oh, how exciting yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in today and listening to this episode. We hope wherever you are that you're doing well, that you're happy, and we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to be a guest on our show, or if you have any other comments or questions, please feel free to contact us via our website, which is realsoulspodcast.com. You can also find out more information on the services we offer, such as distant Reiki, spiritual life coaching, and so much more.